You're listening to Tales from the Ridge. Episode 9, The Good Ship Genesis, Part 2. Eli slept not a wink. She could hear Zion slipping into easy snores beneath her, but there would be no rest for Eli, not until Hiram was out of Micah's clutches. As she tossed and turned, Eli mulled over the possibilities before her. Each path felt unsure and dangerous, each one ending with her own fur being thrown out the nearest airlock. Finally, She resolved that the most logical thing to do would be to get that list of names from Amos, or at least one, a starting place, something to go off of to find others who might be willing to stick their necks out a bit. Eli sat up in her bunk and rolled off as the morning alarm blared, hoisting herself into her clothes, not minding the wrinkles. As she set her paw upon the wheel release, a dull, metallic knock echoed back. Zion paused, her mouth foamy with toothpaste, shooting Eli a glance. Eli's heart thumped painfully in her chest, her lungs constricting as she turned the valve and the heavy door swung open. Hiram? The elder Vox stood in the hallway, the night shift workers slowly meandering past him back to their bunks. Can I come in, Eli? Eli nodded. Hiram glanced to each side before stepping into the bunk. Zion nodded at Hiram before she spit and rinsed. Hiram was visibly nervous, his feet refusing to stand in one place. I want to pick up where Amos left off. Eli's mouth parted slightly in surprise. Hiram continued rapidly. It's what he would want. He would want me to be brave, to stand up for myself, for him. Eli reached out and took the older Vox's shoulders in her paws. That's awful brave of you, Hiram. Bah, he said, waving away her words. I'd be a fool to lose him without even trying to save him. I'm not going to disagree, Eli nodded. Zion was eyeing them carefully over her whiskers. You trust this one? Hiram nodded to the young Vox. Zion's fur fluffed out in embarrassment and anger. I ain't no snitch. Hiram and Eli both shushed her at the same time. I ain't no snitch, Zion whispered. In fact, I'm in. What you want me to do? Nothing for now, Eli said. Did Amos leave behind that list of names he was going to give me? I found it, Hiram nodded, handing her a handwritten note on the back of a prayer pamphlet. Eli swallowed hard at the sight of Amos's distinct looping cursive. Hey, Zion, Eli said as she looked over the note. You know Asher in Nav? Zion perked up, eyes sparkling. 
Sure do. Over breakfast, Eli looked over her assignments for the day. Hiram and Zion sat beside her, chatting idly. The sound like the drone of bees in Eli's mind as she considered her possibilities. Luckily enough, she did have a reason to head to navigation today. One of the autopilots was acting up and potentially needed some wiring replaced. Eli's claws tapped against the table, her oatmeal getting colder by the second. Eat, Hiram commanded, shoving the bowl under her nose, the scent of freeze-dried blueberries steaming up into her snout. Eli dug her spoon in and looked up as she swallowed. Hiram, we've got a task in NAV today. She turned her head to Zion. Is Asher on shift after lunch? Zion nodded, licking the inside of her bowl clean. Sure is. All right, we got ourselves a first target then, said Eli in a more hushed tone. As much as possible, we have to talk to these folks without going out of our way to do it. We don't have much time, Hiram pointed out worriedly. We dock at Station Gamma tomorrow night. I know, Eli sighed. I know. The morning moved by quicker than Eli could have imagined, her anxiety level inching higher and higher as the noontime meal approached. When she sat down in front of her allotted ration of mystery meat sandwich, her trepidation had annihilated any appetite. She dumped the food as Hiram finished, and the two of them met up with Zion in the corridor that led to navigation. The door hissed open, and Eli took a big gulp of air as the three Vox stepped into the chaotic order of the bridge. The deck officer glanced at the trio, nodded, gesturing for Zion to take her place, and then planted himself in front of Eli and Hiram. You're here to take a look at autopilot terminal B? Eli and Hiram nodded in unison. The deck officer turned on the balls of his feet and led them to the offending technology. He said not a word as he strode away, Eli setting down her tool bag as air escaped in one long sigh from her snout. Which one is Asher? Eli asked in a hushed whisper. Hiram shrugged. Eli caught Zion's eye, and the younger Vox jerked her head as surreptitiously as possible, just to their right. Asher was tall for a Vox, with bright red fur and gangly limbs. His head was tilted down, his eyes combing through the star charts as his fingers plotted out arithmetic Eli could not follow. Eli cleared her throat. Brother Asher? Asher startled and looked up, his green eyes wide with surprise. Yes. Could you assist us for a moment? Well, I'm afraid I don't know anything. We just need an extra hand. Hiram interjected, giving the boy his most patronly smile. Asher glanced about for a moment, and then nodded, moving toward them. Eli pulled the front panel off the autopilot, and set it up to hide the three of them as they squatted down behind it. How can I assist you? Asher asked dubiously. Hold this wire for me, Eli said softly as her paw brushed his. She saw the Vox's fur puff out involuntarily. Asher watched as Hiram began to carefully twine the ends of new wire drawn out from his toolkit. 
Now, son, said Hiram carefully, I want you to tell me everything you told my partner Amos. Asher's ears went flat against his skull, his eyes darting between Eli and Hiram. We ain't snitches, Eli said so softly she barely heard it. We're trying to free him. Asher seemed unsure. If we were snitches, don't you think you'd be in Micah's clutches by now? Hiram pointed out as he carefully threaded the wire into the autopilot as Eli hooked up a voltmeter. Asher was clearly pondering this, the gears in his mind turning visibly. I don't know much. Eli made a loud clatter, dropping her tool to cover the sound of their conversation as the deck officer walked by to observe. She saluted him, and the Vox narrowed his eyes before moving away again. All I know is Micah has one of the escape pods commandeered for his own personal use. No, Asher nodded. As you know, brother and sister of the engine, escape procedure is carefully relegated. The officers and captain are to board last, perhaps even going down with the ship, as the Genesis would desire. As it was commanded, Hiram said out of habit. Eli shot him a look. This escape pod doesn't show up on any star chart algorithms. I would know, wouldn't I? Asher said proudly. I'm the one that writes them every time we chart a new course. Eli futzed around with the autopilot some more. She had already fixed the issue. It was pretty routine, but she wasn't sure Asher had told them everything yet. Where is this escape pod? On the officer deck. Of course it is, sighed Eli in despair. That's all I know, Asher said, standing. Thank you for your help, Brother Asher, said Hiram, formally, as the younger Vox strode quickly and uncomfortably back to his post. Are you finished, then? The deck officer strode back toward them. Yes, sorry to borrow your worker there, but sometimes we just need one more paw, as it were, said Hiram, practically genuflecting. Brother Asher is highly efficient. I doubt it will affect his progress the deck officer said dismissively. Well, we better get on to the next job, Eli said, practically pushing Hiram through the door. The pair of them sighed deeply as it sealed shut behind them. Who's next? Hiram asked in hushed tones. Someone in Amos's neck of the woods. Tara works in the bio garden. Hiram nodded. I know her. I could approach her at mealtime without it seeming odd. Perfect, Eli said. Onwards and upwards, I suppose. The two of them continued in their duties. While working on the power converters, Eli had a thought. Hiram. Hmm? Hiram was snout deep in an electrical panel. I'm going to run a diagnostic, and I need you to scramble it as it's happening so it doesn't trip the logs. Hiram's eyes widened. Okay, what are you looking for? He asked. Every bit of energy on this ship is accounted for. If there's something suspicious with that escape pod, I might just be able to find some evidence of it. Hiram nodded, his ears drooping anxiously. 
Eli hooked up one of the scanners they used to ration energy for different parts of the ship. It was a relatively routine part of her job, but this time she would go deeper beyond the superficial data. Hiram began to type into his own scanner, using a code that only a few in the maintenance crew knew that would allow work to be done without the ship tracking it. This was generally used for anything the ship might find painful. As much as Eli hated the personification of the damned vessel, this particular superstition was coming in handy at the moment. Eli probed deeper. She wasn't quite sure of what she was searching for, but she believed she would know it when she saw it. And she did. There it was. Odd spikes near Micah's quarters. Escape pods usually kept a low level of energy. A standby, if you will. But this one. This one was drawing on vast amounts of power in a very gradual way, so as to avoid detection. Siphoning it off of what should have been going to some of the more emergency systems that were for the most part unused like the backup generators. Son of a gun, Eli said out loud. Better get out of there if you found something, Hiram said carefully. Eli obliged, turning off her scanner and looking into the elder Vox's face. Something's going on up there, Hiram, she said quietly. I know, Hiram nodded. I know. The dinner bell scared both of them nearly clean out of their clothes as it went off, both of their tails fluffing out in surprise. I'm starved, Eli admitted. When aren't you? Hiram said with the first smile in a long while. It only took a moment for Hiram to point out Tara in the mess hall. She was a pure white box with aging blue eyes. As the two of them approached, Tara's face softened, her ears drooping to either side of her head. Hiram, she began. I'm so sorry to hear about Amos. He's been missed. Thank you kindly, Tara. Hiram sat down beside her at the wine table, struggling to lift his legs over the bench. I can't believe what's being said about him. Amos ain't a mutineer. Hiram shook his head. Did he ask you about anything odd before he was arrested? You know, he did mention something about carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide? Eli asked through a mouthful of mystery meat sausage. Yes, all gas aboard the Genesis is mitigated or created by our bio-garden, as you know," said Tara. Since the process to balance it is so laborious, its use is carefully monitored. The Genesis needs a delicate balance of all gases, and, as it was commanded, Eli cut her off at the pass. Did you find something strange? Yes, Tara nodded. I'd been compiling data from the officer's deck and noticed that a portion of carbon dioxide mitigation for that area was not in use. It simply disappeared. Eli gripped her fork so tightly she thought she might snap it in half. 
I can't believe I've never noticed it before. Although it was deep in the data, that is not my normal assignment, and, well, the usual data entry is done by someone I, um, don't find to be a prudent person. Eli snorted at the older Vox's passive-aggressive demeanor. So you couldn't find an end destination for the supply? Hiram asked, wiping his snout with a napkin. I'm afraid not, though the last location I can place it was somewhere near Captain Micah's quarters. There was silence at the table for a moment. I'm sure it was just an error. The code for our gas management is practically ancient, Tara said cheerily and without a second thought. I'm sure, Hiram said with a smile, eyes darting toward Eli. Nice to meet you, Tara, said Eli, turning on her winningest smile. Your assistant is so sweet, Hiram, said Tara approvingly. I don't want my fruit cordial. Would you like it? Eli said, sealing the deal. Thank you, sweetheart, said Tara as Eli stood and set the fruit cup beside the older Vox's tray. Hiram followed her and the two moved to dump their trays. I'm going to check out the escape pod tonight, Eli whispered. Eli, I can't back down now, Hiram, or all of this is for nothing and Amos is lost to us. Tears began to well up in Hiram's eyes. He wiped them with his paws. Just be careful, please. I can't lose both of you. Eli took a deep breath, just as Hiram whipped his arms around her in a tight hug. Please. I'll try, Hiram. I'll try. As the lights off bell sounded, Eli hopped down from the top bunk, her feet landing with a soft thud. Much to her surprise, she was instantly snout to snout with Zion, who stood, her arms crossed. I'm coming with you. You don't even know where I'm going. You can't go alone, insisted the young Vox. You will need help. I don't want to put you in danger, Z. The fur of Zion's cheeks fluffed out slightly in surprise. I can help. Eli let out a deep sigh. Fine. The two Vox crept out into the hallway, tilting their heads to crane a glance down toward the end of the corridor. The metal of the ship around them groaned eerily in the silence, and for a moment, Eli reconsidered whether or not it might actually be alive. Give me a boost, Eli said as she pointed toward a ventilation shaft. You can't be serious, Zion hissed in the dim light. This is the best way to get there without running into night shift folks or officers. Zion bit her lower lip and then cupped her paws, hoisting Eli up to the open metal pipe. Eli clambered up into it and then stretched out a hand to help Zion. The pads of their paws made soft thunks against the metal shaft as they slowly crawled through. I hope you know where you're going, Zion whispered. Shh, Eli commanded. As the two of them made their way toward the stern of the ship, temperature changes and muted sounds revealed the progress of their path. Occasionally, Eli would poke her head out of the tubing to confirm her suspicions 
once nearly brushing the head of a night shift mechanic as he walked beneath them. Eli, I don't know how much longer I can stay hunched over like this. Zion puffed as they slowly scooched their way down an incline in the shaftway. Almost there, Eli replied softly. Eli snuck a peek out of the end of the pipe with careful movements, her paws slipping slightly against the smooth metal. With a soft yip, she fell out and landed in a heap. Zion's eyes glowed down at her from the dark of the tube. You okay? she asked. Yeah, Eli groaned, getting up. Luckily for her, the officer's deck was never fully occupied. She stood up and helped Zion out of the ventilation shaft. The pair glanced around for a moment, listening to the sounds of lively voices coming from the recreation room. Over there, Eli pointed toward the officer's deck escape pod. Its large, round, metal doorway gleamed like a jewel. How are we going to get in? Zion asked. Easy, Eli said with a wave of her hand. Keep watch. Zion nodded and headed to the arch that led to the corridor nearby. Every thought Eli's brain seemed to have disappeared as she opened up the tiny keypad with the know-how of her trade. A few wires rearranged and she heard the dull thunk that promised the escape pod would open up without a passcode. Zion trotted back as Eli gave a soft whistle. Open it up. The young Vox did. As soon as the door was wide, Eli returned the wires to their proper place and closed the panel. No one would ever be the wiser. Together, Eli and Zion stepped into the escape pod. As the door shut behind them, the two Vox let out a gasp. The entire pod was lit up by purple grow lights. The rotund walls filled with shelves of plants, their glittering soft green tendrils dancing in the humid air. The pod's carbon dioxide levels were so high that Eli felt a bit muddled. Zion began to tremble as she glanced about, her ears flattened against her head, tail tucked between her legs. We need to go. They're growing... Lafoxus? Eli, Zion whined pointing a paw to a shelf at the back that had stack upon stack of shrink-wrapped white powder. Holy Moses, Eli said breathlessly. We need to leave, Zion hissed again. Just as the words left her mouth, the sound of the keypad being punched from the outside made its way to them. Eli snagged Zion's arm and dragged her down behind a pile of compost bags. The door to the escape pod groaned, and the black, furry form of Captain Micah walked through it. Thank you so much for listening to this month's episode. Tales from the Rich wouldn't be possible without my patrons, so let's give them a shout out. Bonnie, Mara, Rachel, Baby, Robert, Claire, Susasaurus, Matthew, Taysom, Vicky, Michael, Willow, Jill, Orsoya, Jessica, Franchon, Fritz, Danielle, Rodney, 
Andrew, Megan, Kira, Katie, Emily, Andy, and Kat. If you would like to support Tales from the Ridge and all my other writing projects, head to my Patreon, R.E. Levy Author. And if you like the show, give us a shout out on social media. And always, thanks for listening. Together, Eli and Zeke. <laughs>